0: Awesome. Um, so I just want to uh, say it's, it's great to be here, and it's great to be in relationship. How many of you glad to have people that you're in relationship with? And uh, God's given you all great pastors. When Jesus died and ascended on high, uh, he gave us gifts, and some of those gifts we're apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors. Everybody say, Pastors, and teachers. And he get, he, when, he gives a, when He gives us gifts, He gives us the best. And God's given you guys wonderful pastors with, with uh, Shannon and, and Karen. And I just encourage you to encourage them. Yes? Be a blessing to them. Send them an email every once in a while, uh, a gift card, whatever God puts in your heart. Just be a blessing. To your pastors and be thankful, yeah. Um, then I do want to make a little correction. I appreciate we appreciate your giving to our ministry, but uh, we don't want your tithe. Okay, if you're, you you give to the local church, we wouldn't be here if the local church wasn't here and strong, and so. Don't give us what you were going to give the church. Whatever, whatever you want to give us uh, out of your heart would be be great. So, um, uh, I, I do have some pro- product back there. My beautiful wife Janice. She just, she just stood. We, we just uh, celebrated our 51st wedding anniversary, and she was she was 12. I was 13. <laughs> Not really. She was 18, I was nineteen, so y'all can figure it out. Um but uh she she's she's awesome and we're still best friends. We've got four children, twelve grandchildren, and uh we're 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 thankful uh to be here. We uh I, I'm an instructor at Karis Bible College. We've have we have over a thousand students there, uh probably seven or eight thousand you know, worldwide, and it's just a privilege and an honor uh, to uh, to be the, be involved with helping people grow. Now, I'm also uh, over the uh, I'm the executive Direct, director of Army, which is the Association of Related Ministries International, and and uh, your your pastors are one of our leaders. We're just uh, connecting ministers together all over the world, so. It's really, really cool to be a part of pastoring pastors. Um, so we do have some product back there. I encourage you guys to check it out. Um, this is my series. Uh, I'm, my son put me on TV, so now I'm on television. I told him, he said, uh, he, he was, uh, my son Michael is Andrew Womack's daily television producer for years, and then now he produces a lot of biblical worldview and those things, and and I told him, he was trying to get me on TV. I said, son, I've got a radio face. I just, I just, but anyway, he's got me, got me on. I've got a TV program called Wisdom for Living, and you can you can see it on gospeltruth.tv every day at three o'clock, uh, here or three o'clock in the morning if you can't sleep, and uh so you can also go on GregMoore.com, M-O-H-R.com, and you can, you can watch my series. But this is one called Developing an Effective Prayer Life. Now, what happens is, is some people listen to Andrew Moomick's teaching on a better way to pray, and then they don't pray at all. How does that work for you? Okay, so this series, is, it's about how to develop an effective prayer life, um, how many of you remember the, uh, Desert Storm? How many of you are old enough to remember Desert Storm? What happened in Desert Storm is, is the allies, the United States and, and their allies, went in and took air superiority so the ground troops could come in. And prayer is taking air superiority. There, there, is some, there are some situations where prayer is the only thing that you can do Because people won't listen to you. I was at a wedding one time and there were some relatives and friends there that I was trying to reach with the gospel and they wouldn't listen to me. So I sat there in despair for over an hour in more unbelief than they were (laughs) because I couldn't do anything to affect the gospel in their lives. And I said, Lord... All I can do is pray. And and then the Holy Spirit spoke back to me. All you can do is pray. Sometimes that's my only assignment for you. When you pray, why did Jesus say pray for laborers? You pray, maybe you're not the one that's going to get the word to them, but, but your prayers can open the door for that. Amen? And so that's what this is about. It'll... It'll revolutionize your prayer life. So who doesn't pray at all and, and wants this or doesn't pray much? Give that to somebody, T. Praise God. Then uh, this is my book, my latest book, Walking in Wisdom. This generation is information rich and wisdom poor. We, you can Google anything. My, my seven-year-old grandson, Riker, um, <laughs> He taught, I was over at my house the other day. He's, he, he loves, now he loves football, and he was watching the Cowboys, and we got him a Cowboys jersey, and, and um, they, uh, they lost, and so he threw the jersey on the floor. <laughs> he, so I don't know who he's for now. But anyway, they called me pop Up and Janice Graham's. He said, pop Up, are you famous? And I said, I don't know, son. He said, well, I Googled you the other day. And with my name M O H R, I'm the first one that comes up. Anyway, so, but uh, how, did, well, how did I get off on that? Oh yeah, all the all the you can Google anything and get information, but we don't know how to get along. Our nation and our leaders can't get along well uh, with one another to help our our nation, and we need wisdom today, amen, like never before. And and so there's there are a lot of seemingly uh, you know, the wisdom is, you know, knowledge is the accumulation of truth and facts. Understanding is the proper arrangement of truth and facts, where you can file it away and know where to get it. Wisdom is the proper application of truth and facts, so you know what principle to apply whenever and so uh, whenever you need it. And so, uh, I, w- I want to. I've got some really good friends. I can't see. Real well here with the lights of eyes, but some really special people that are here today uh, my my aunt and uncle right here on the second row, Danny and Margie Steerwall. in fact, dr. David, where are you at where's dr David at? is he here okay so dr david this is this is the uh the chiropractor that I talked to you about that was uh, from from palmer and so uh, these guys are really good, friend, really good friends, but also relatives and family. I want to give Denny the, uh, and Margie my, my book there. Amen. so glad to have you guys here. Y'all are a blessing. All right. Open your Bibles wherever you'd like. I'm going to be in 1 Corinthians 11. And let me tell you a funny. Is that okay? This is, this is really good. This is called the wrong email address. So a Minneapolis couple decided to go to Florida to thaw out during a particularly icy winter. And they planned to stay at the same hotel where they spent their honeymoon 20 years earlier. Because of their hectic schedules, it was difficult to coordinate their travel. So the husband left Minnesota, flew to Florida on Thursday with his wife flying down the following day. The husband checked into the hotel, and there was a computer in his room. So he decided to send an email to his wife. However, he accidentally left out one letter in her email address, and without realizing his error, sent the email. Meanwhile, somewhere in Houston, (laughs) a widow had just returned home from her husband's funeral. He was a minister who was called home to glory following a heart attack. The widow decided to check her email, expecting messages from relatives and friends, and after reading the first message, she screamed and fainted. The widow's son rushed into the room, found his mother on the floor, and saw the computer screen, which read, To my loving wife, subject, I've arrived. (laughs) I know you're surprised to hear from me. They have computers here now. (laughs) And you're allowed to send emails to your loved ones. I've just arrived and have been checked in. And I've seen that everything has been prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you then. Hope your journey is as uneventful as mine was. P.S. Sure is hot down here. <laughs> Oh man. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. All right. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. You know what? That was the very first funny that I ever shared. Yeah, I I've heard Peter Wagner share it and uh and I shared it with my church on Sunday morning. And there were two guys there that their wives had been praying for him. One of them got saved. One of them uh, came back to the Lord. And they both went home and told their wives, that guy's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back. And so I thought, well, man, I'll, I'll keep sharing funnies. And, and it now became my brand. So you can actually go on gregmore.com and click on the uh, link that says, or the button that says read. And it has, I, I rotate funnies on there. So you can check that out. All right, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse, what verse do I want? Verse 29. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. What's the unworthy manner of of eating and drinking or taking communion? It's not discerning. Everybody say, not discerning. The Lord's body. And for this reason, what reason? Not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. And I just want to, I've just got a simple word for you here today, and that is God has life and health for you. (laughs) Life and health is God's will for you. How many of you have children? Many of you have children or grandchildren? How many of you is it ever your will for any of your children to be sick or in pain one day? Is that your will? So your will is that your children be well, right? Okay, so is God any less of a parent to you and I than we are to our children? The Bible says in in Matthew 7:11, if you know, if you being evil or human, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to us? God wants us well. But there there are people sick in, in the body of Christ. And God doesn't want them sick, but he told us here the reason why many people are sick, many people die prematurely, is because they don't discern the Lord's body. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, the different dimensions or the different ways we can we fail to discern the lord's body and then I want to release life and health to you today is that all right yes. i was i'm not talking theory I was healed of cancer in 1977 <clears throat> my son uh, Michael i had a uh, they had a growth they removed from my neck and then and they they thought it was a they said it was thyroid cancer they <clears throat> they thought they were going to they, needed to, remove my, they need, needed to remove my thyroid. They didn't know if they could save my voice box. And I, and I prayed, and this is when I began to get revelation. That God wanted me well. The only prayers I knew to pray about healing prior to that was if it be thy will prayers. And, you know, that's appropriate to pray if it be your will. God, if, if you don't know the will of God... Like where do I move, and where do i who do I marry and and what house do I buy? I don't know what the subjective will of God, but things you don't have to pray if it be your will, save my uh my cousin or my uh, son or my friend. How many of you know it is God's will already, <clears throat> and so you know we. I, so I, I didn't. I started to get that revelation. God wanted me. Well, anyway, He spoke to me and had three men pray for me. It was the gifts of the Spirit. The, he said the cancer. If you go, have these three men pray for you, the cancer will die. The devil will leave, and you'll be healed. And that was through the gifts of the Spirit. We heard uh, two of the gifts of the Spirit operate this morning, with with the uh, lady that had. Had a tongue and interpretation of tongues, and so these these are gifts that are available to us today. And so I was healed of cancer, and my son Michael, I, I went to the, have those three men pray for me, and then I went to do uh, have a test, and and they did test and they couldn't find any cancer, and so I was supernaturally healed. Um, my son Michael, the next year had a he was 15 months old had a debilitating Muscular arthritic condition where his joints swelled up twice their size and and uh, this time we had those same three men pray for him, and nothing happened and the Lord told us, "I want you to immerse yourself in my word and that's where we uh, we started writing scriptures down because he sent his word to heal us, yes, and so I, we started writing scriptures down, and we immersed ourselves in the word and one of those scriptures left off, off, off of the page into our hearts. Psalm 119, 89, 90, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven and your faithfulness is unto Michael and his generation. We put Michael's name in there. Um and Michael was healed. And and uh in fact my book back there on scriptures to live by, that's uh that's the how that the, that book got written is just we just said, Well if 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 healing will come through the word, then other things can come, right? Yes. And so uh, we got categories of scripture on sleep and rest and peace and joy and other things back there that you that uh, you it would be a blessing to you. So we we just we we started on this journey of understanding God wanted us well, and uh, and so and we've seen healing. In fact, just six years ago, I was here. In fact, I was with my aunt and uncle. And I, I got sick and and uh, got had a high fever and lost my lunch and, and um, went back to their condo and and then uh, finally Janice took me to the uh, to the ER or someplace was it an ER anyway um, and they I thought I had food poisoning and they said I had double pneumonia and sepsis and so you know we had people pray for us and we We stood on the Word of God, and I was supernaturally healed i mean i mean i I just came out of that place with i mean double pneumonia and sepsis doesn't leave so quickly but i but I was there four or five days and and went home and was well and how, but how many of you understand no matter what you go through, God's got healing for you yes. and health for you yes. that's his will, my brother and sister but why is it that some people are not healed we we, we're we failing to discern the Lord's body. And so I want to just focus on three aspects of of, uh, of discerning the Lord's body. Three primary, there's uh, three dimensions of discerning the Lord's body. And I'm only going to really focus on the last one uh, because most of you are probably familiar with the first two. But first of all, Discerning the Lord's body. Discerning means to see and and make a judgment. It's like, I see this, and I I see this by his stripes I was healed. I see this, and I judge appropriately. So first of all, is I see or I discern the Lord's physical body that atoned for our sins, our sickness, our peace of mind, and our prosperity on the cross. Yes? How many of you know Jesus died for your sins? Did he die for your sins? Yes. Did he die for all your sins? Yes. Is it his will for you to be free? Yes. Okay. Is it his will for you to be righteous? Yes. Is it his will that you be, that a person be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Yes. Okay. You, in other words, how many of you have ever led a bad dude to the Lord? How about a bad dudette? <laughs> so did you ever doubt that God would save them? No, why? Why? Because Jesus paid the price for their sins. Is that right? In fact, Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5 says, Surely he has borne our griefs, and that word in the Hebrews, griefs, is sicknesses. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our sorrows. That word in the Hebrew is pains. Everybody say, surely, surely. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. So then why are we carrying them? Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That's individual sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's sin patterns or strongholds. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That's peace of mind for people who are tormented with depression or are different, different things and, and also includes prosperity and by his stripes we are healed all of that was in one package yes, yes. yes. all of that was in one package guys yes. you say well no that was spiritual healing there well if that was just spiritual healing why does Matthew 8:16 and 17 say that Jesus healed yes. physically sick people in order to fulfill these verses right here in Isaiah. No, he the same time that he took your sins, my brother and sister, he took your sicknesses. Yes. Why then aren't people healed? Well, why aren't people saved? They have to believe. Are you hearing me? Yes. And one of the one of the ways people fail to discern fail to receive healing is they fail to discern that the same time that Jesus took our sins at the cross, he also took our sicknesses and our diseases. That's why the Bible says by his stripes we were healed. Why did did Jesus take those stripes for himself? Who did he take the stripes for? For you and me. And so, if we fail to discern that, here's what we're going to do. When we do pray, we're praying when it comes to healing. Unlike when we're leading somebody to the Lord, you have no doubt that God will save that person, right? And forgive that person. Even a bad dude, right? Okay? But the same person, you could lead somebody to the Lord knowing knowing that Jesus paid the price for their sins, but they'll come requesting healing like they're going to a loan officer for an unsecured loan. And you're asking from a place of deficit instead of surplus. How many of you you guys have a debit card? A debit card. Here's a (coughs) false debit card. I can show it because it's not it's not good anymore. But this is a. But well, do you have a debit card? Okay. Do you know I recently purchased some brand new jewelry for my wife. She's got it on. Come here, honey. Show him your beautiful jewelry. Come on, man. This is this is one of the couple of pieces of jewelry here that I bought. That's cross here, and then do you have some? Oh, what about that ring? <laughs> okay, that got resized. But anyway, so I, I bought her some jewelry, but and the thing is, I went to the jeweler, and I've been trying to buy her this jewelry because some she had some, some stolen from her, right? And so, so it she wouldn't let me buy the new jewelry because she was hoping she could find the other on eBay. You know. Somebody stole it and then put it on eBay. And and it because it's sentimental to her. So I went to this jeweler in Decatur, Texas, where we pastored and and, and and he's 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 agreeing with my wife. Yeah, I understand it's sentimental. I said, No, you're dumb, dude. Listen, you're about to miss a sale. We're gonna create new sentimental. <laughs> anyway, I bought her some new jewelry and and I didn't have the money in my wallet, but I had it in my account. It was on my debit card, right? And so I, was, I bought several thousand dollars worth of jewelry for this beautiful girl here, creating new sentimental. Okay? I, I made the request and, the, and got the transaction and the jewelry, jewelry in her hand using the, my debit card. Are you hearing me? So I didn't have it in my wallet. But I had it in my account. Are you hearing me? And so when we, when we go to God for forgiveness, you're not going to a loan officer with, from a place like your a place of deficit. You're just saying, Lord, you paid the price. I'm going to use my debit card of faith. Yes? So the same thing when you receive going to God for healing, Jesus, you already paid the price for that. And so I'm coming, I'm using my debit card. You said, buy your stripes. I, I already was healed. You already paid the price. I, you want me well. I'm making this request, not from a place of lack, but a place of surplus. Amen? That's pretty powerful stuff right there. So we don't have to beg for healing. That, that's what I did when I had cancer. It was like, oh God, I don't know if you're going to heal me or not. But, but now, I don't pray that way anymore. I play, pray from a place of, of surplus. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you, he's got surplus for you. Yeah. And that surplus includes healing. Look, guys, you don't have to beg for it. It's yours. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. So you have to discern that in order to receive that. And you can, you can say, well, you know, I'm just not sure about that. Well, you can doubt and do without if you want to. But that's the reason. I didn't, I didn't make this up. That's the reason why he wrote this here. He said, many are sick and many die prematurely because they don't see that Jesus not only paid the price for our sins, but also our sicknesses and diseases. Well, why then do we pray for people and sometimes they don't get healed? Well, I'm not going to say they weren't in faith. Sometimes they don't see this what I'm talking about. Other times they get tired of the fight and they and they see heaven, they see Jesus, and they look at you and they phew, <laughs> just take off. I don't know, but all I know is this is the will of God, guys, and if we want if we want to receive healing, we have to discern this. Secondly, we need to discern the Lord's spiritual body on earth. First of all, discerning the Lord's body is his physical body on the cross, but then we need to discern his spiritual body on earth. Okay? Are you part of the body of Christ? Okay. That means you need to stay out of strife, judgment, gossip, unforgiveness and offense by choosing to see your brothers and sisters in Christ are part of the body. Yes. The context here where he said in verse 29 and 30 that that, uh, if you're not discerning the Lord's body that many sick are among you and many many sleeper have died prematurely. The context begins in verse 17. It says, now in giving these instructions, I don't praise you since you come together not for the better but for the worse. For first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you and in part I believe it. So there were divisions and there, there are factions and, and then they, they came in and the people that had a, a, a lot brought their dinner and didn't, didn't give it to the others and then there was divisions and strife and guys, do you understand that that gives place to the enemy? 2 Corinthians chapter 2 Verse 10 and 11 says, now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed, if I've forgiven anything, I've forgiven that one for your sake in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should take advantage of us. We're not ignorant of his devices. How does Satan take advantage of us? Unforgiveness. Look, is God holding out on us? No. But what does Andrew Womack mean when he says, "Don't don't let the devil eat your lunch and pop the bag. What does he mean when he says that? Don't give advantage or give place to the enemy. How do we do that? When we allow, when we tolerate unforgiveness, judgment, offense toward the body of Christ. If you you tolerate that in your heart, you're giving place to the enemy. And Hebrews 12, 15 says if we allow a root of bitterness in us, it causes us to Falls short of the grace of God, it causes us trouble, and it defiles others. Guys, don't be blind and ignorant to the fact that unforgiveness can give the enemy place in your life and, and rob and steal from you. It w- and listen, I would I would like to move on in my message if somebody would repent. I'm sorry what that person did to you. I could compare my war wounds with you and I would beat 90% of you. But it doesn't matter even if I don't know what that person did to you. The real issue is you don't know what Jesus did for you. Yes. Guys, the, the reason why people have a hard time forgiving is because they're valuing their pain and loss greater than the cross they're valuing what people did to them more than what Jesus did for them are you hearing me yes. and and look you just need to watch frozen let it go let it go it's not worth it guys and it will open the door to unforgiveness, bitterness, un, you know, all that stuff. It, it, will mess, it, it will mess with you. Okay, Mark 11:25 25 says, When you stand praying, if you have anything against anybody, forgive him. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Yes? yes? Let it go, guys. Now look, there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. If you're my treasure of my ministry and you steal money from me, I may not call the police on you. And I'll forgive you, but you're not counting the money next week. So I, uh, forgiveness doesn't mean I trust the, that person's flesh anymore, but forgiveness means I'm not holding you accountable for what you did. You don't owe me anything. If somebody's stolen money from you, just plant that as a seed into their lives and, and release it. In 2 Chronicles 25, verse 9. Says God is able to give much more to you. Yes. Amen. 1 Peter 3, verse 7 says, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Can you, why did he say that? Can your prayers be hindered? Yes. Not by God. But you're giving place to the enemy if you're not discerning the Lord's spiritual body. They're part of the body. Just forgive them. That, now they're certainly, you know, sometimes there needs to be accountability. There needs to be confrontation. And do it scripturally. You know, you go one-on-one with, with them and and try to try to deal with it. Uh, and if, you, if if that doesn't work, take somebody else with them, Matthew 18. But you can't hold on forgiveness and bitterness in your heart. It's too costly. Yes? Yes. It's too costly, guys. And uh, if you need more information on it, I've got a great series back there, or a couple of CDs called Healing the Broken Hearted" that will really help you. So here's where I want to really focus on this morning. So first of all, we need to discern the Lord's physical body on the cross, but then his spiritual body on earth. But then this is what I want to focus on. Today, you need to discern that you're part of the body. Say, say I'm part of the Lord's body. First Corinthians twelve twenty-seven says, "Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. Are you part of the body? Yes. Are you part of Jesus' body? Yes. Okay, did you know His body when He walked the earth wasn't sick? Yes. Did you know that? Until he took sicknesses on, our sicknesses on him. Do you know you and I are members of his body and his body isn't sick? Now, let me give, let me give you a history lesson. Genesis 2-7, when God created Adam, he created him, he, created, he said, "You're dust, he created him out of the dust of the earth and then he breathed into him the breath of life. He didn't just come alive. God imparted to Adam his very life. True? He imparted his life into Adam. Adam had the same life of God in him that God had. God gave Adam his life. And when Adam sinned, he said, Now, in the day you sin, you'll die. Okay, but the day he sinned, his body didn't die. What part of him died? His spirit. Okay? His spirit man died. Okay? Now, he had so much residue T in the in the in his the cells of his body, it took 930 years for the dude to die. He had so much lot residue of the life of God in him, it took 900 and some years for the for, for him to die. Is, it, is that true? Now then let's think about Jesus. John 1 says, uh, in the beginning was, was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And, and then you know, it says, in Him, that was Jesus, right? In Him was life. Everybody say, in Him was life. And that life was the light of men. So Jesus, that same life that was in Adam... Jesus had in him true and and Romans 8 2 says for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you and me free from the law of sin and death so what does it take to overcome darkness just turn on the light okay if if, can darkness overcome this light here no light overcomes darkness in the same way, life overcomes death and incipient death or the children of death, which includes sickness and disease. So life has dominion over death, just like light has dominion over darkness, true? And, and, and life has dominion over death and sickness that is the offspring of death. What produced sickness? It was death. Right? That's why Jesus wasn't sick. Sickness couldn't get on him because the life in him, the, the life that was in Jesus snuffed out sickness that, tried ever, that ever tried to get on him. Are, are, are you hearing me? It, it, Jesus couldn't get sick. Jesus, when he prayed for people, he, he, he touched lepers. And if you and I were going to try to, back then, you were trying to touch leprosy without the life of God in us, leprosy get on you. But Jesus touched lepers and the leprosy left because the life in Jesus got on the leprosy. The leprosy in them didn't get on Jesus because he knew life overcame death, just like light overcomes darkness. Jesus didn't fear De- uh, leprosy, which is just incipient death or the child of death, he didn't fear it getting up because he knew I got, I got life in me and that life overcomes death and sickness. And so he walked around zapping sickness. Bzz, bzz, bzz. bzz, bzz. bzz. <laughs> in Texas... You will understand this being in Florida. In Texas, because I'm in Colorado now, and we don't have bugs there. Yes. But, uh, but it, yeah, that's the one thing we love about Colorado. But um, anyway, we, but we, we had in Texas on our back porch, you know, we didn't have a mosquito porch like you guys have here. But we had mosquitoes, and they rivaled yours anyway, and, and other bugs. And my grandchildren love to get those bug zappers. They said, "Pop up! Get the bug zapper down!" And they chase the bugs around. Bzz, 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 bzz. They would zap those bugs. Guys, Jesus had that life on the inside of him. Sickness zapping life. Are, are you listening to me? Now I hope you got your seatbelts on. Life has dominion over death. Right, And that life that was in Jesus, you know, it, it, that life was in Jesus zapped sickness. Sickness could not get on Jesus because the life in him was greater. Yeah, right. And it, you've heard the story about John D. Lake yeah. Yeah. and his ministry in South Africa. Well, I believe it was South Africa where they had the, that plague, that terrible plague. And he, and, and he, he ministered to people during that time. Yeah. And he never got sick. And they said, "Why, Doctor Lake, are you doing this?" And he said, "Well, let me show you something." He said, "He said the life that's in me kills that plague." Yeah. And so they took they took foam from a person's mouth that had died, still had still had uh, that that death that plague, uh, and put it under a microscope, and then and then he touched it with his hand, and that all those all those uh, all that virus died where they could see it alive, and he touched it with, because he, he believed he had life on the inside of him. Are you hearing me? Now listen, guys, let me, let me give you a scripture, maybe in the light that you haven't seen before. John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, what it, who's come? I have come that, that you might have What? That I've, Jesus said, I've come that you might have what? Life. And that you might have it abundantly. Now, I've read this for years, Pastor Shannon, I've read it for years that Jesus, and I've taught it, Jesus came to give me an abundant life. That's not what this verse says. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't come to give us abundant life, because he does. But that's not what this verse says. This verse says, I have come, he's saying in the context of the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, here's my remedy for the thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have my life. The same life that was in me, same life that was in Adam that that overcame death The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, you know, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, all that stuff. He said, but I've come. Here's the remedy for the enemy stealing from you. I've come that you might have my life and that you might have it abundantly. Not just in your spirit where it saturates every pore of your being. The enemy's coming to steal, kill, and destroy with sickness, all kinds of stuff that death produces. And Jesus said, I've, I've, got the, I've got the remedy for this. I've got the you know, counter thing for this. I've got the answer for this. And it's not just medicine, it's my life. And I've given you my life. I've given you my life. You have my life in you. And you have it in abundance. And it's cancer zapping life. It's sickness zapping life. The life in you that he gave you is greater than the sickness that the enemy tries to put on you. Do you see this? Can you discern this? Guys, if you discern this and see this, your sick days and your broke days are over. Certainly, Jesus came to give us an abundant life, but that's not what that verse says. He said, I came to give you my life, the same life that was in Adam that took him 930 years to die, the same life that was in me that kept sickness from getting on me. In fact, my life was in me abundantly and it zapped sickness and disease. That same life I've given to you and I've given it to you abundantly. Now, will that produce abundant life sure? But that's not what that verse says. Are you hearing me? Now look, just let me give you I'm I'm just about done. We've got the airport in sight. We're about to land. All right? But now look, now look at this. Look at I've got a scripture to Some of you looking at me like a cow at a new gate. Well, I've always been taught that verse says abundant life. God gave me abundant life. I'm going to hold my right to have an abundant life. Well, he did give you abundant life. But that's not what that verse says. That verse says he's given you his life. And he wants you to have it abundantly so that you can live longer, so that death won't rule over you. Amen? Here's just another verse, just to prove what I'm saying. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you how many of you have the spirit of god yeah. dwelling if you're born again you have jesus on the inside of you he who raised christ from the dead i mean that that took the life of god didn't it yeah. resurrection life of god will also give life what to to what he'll give life what yeah. to your mortal bodies what is he what is he talking about you got life in you and it's going to even touch your mortal body yeah. And that life, if that life touches your mortal body, and that's what he means by I have, you have life and have it abundantly, then your sickness is, can't live. That's right. It's got to die. Yes. Do you see this? Yes. Guys, do you see this? You've got to see, that's the, not seeing, failing to see this is why many people are sick, many people die prematurely, in it all the time, it being the will of God. Well, if, if it was the will of God for, for me to live, how come it, how come it didn't happen? The will, of, the will of God is not automatic, my brother and sister. It's the will of God that all men be saved. But not everybody is. God wants you well. And he told you the reason why many people die young and and they they die sick thank god i'm not saying they're not in faith at all but they haven't seen do you see this do you see this guys his life in us in abundance what does that mean it permeates and saturates every cell of our beings our bodies included meditate on this discern yourself as a part of the body full of life and health his life saturates every cell of your being and it will drive out cancer. It will drive out diabetes. It'll drive out fibromyalgia. It'll drive out infections. It, the life in you is greater than the death that's trying to attack you. This is powerful, guys. I didn't write this. This is This is the Bible. John 6:63 6, says, "His words are spirit and what? Life. And life, and, and I'm closing with this. look at this. Proverbs 4: 20 through 22. So his words are spirit and they're what? Life. So, so I really have a subsequent message on this about the different ways to release life, but here's one is just his word. From Proverbs 4:22, or 20 through22, my son. Give attention to my words. His words are what? Their spirit and life. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are what? What are they? Their life to those that find them. And what? Their, their life and what? To all, all their flesh. How much of your flesh? That's, that's life in abundance. That's that's abundant life, guys. It's life that touches your flesh. It quickens and makes alive your mortal body. Are are you hearing me? Just as death produces sickness, life produces health. His words are spirit and life, guys. His words. That's, That's why I wrote that book. That's how Michael got healed. We just got in the word. And one verse leapt off of the page into our hearts, and that word brought life to Michael. Now look, guys, maybe this is new to you, but I'm telling you, this is the truth. And this is the way we discern his body. You've got to discern your body. Your body. You are part of the body of Christ. And if, if your body, if Jesus' body wasn't sick, and you have the same life in you, and you have it in abundance, I'm telling you, that life in you will zap sickness and disease. Do you see that? Do you see that? If you need healing in your body right now, then I just want you to stand. We want to pray for you. You need healing in your body. It's all right. See, it's not wrong. Man, I'm I'm dealing with pain or I'm dealing with some kind of sickness or disease. There's something going on in my body. And look, there's no shame in the fact that, I mean, I had had, uh, double pneumonia and sepsis just six years ago. But that life in me zapped it all. Amen. The life in you is greater than than the sickness and death that's tried to get on your body. And God wants you to, God wants you well. You say, yeah, but we're all gonna die. I know we are, but you could live longer. You don't have to die sick. You could just you could just you could just get in the presence of Jesus and go home when you're when you're ready. If you're not but I I don't want to I don't want to die sick and suffering, do you? And and there's no reason we have. Can you see? I said, can you see this? You you are, are, your body is a member of Christ's body. And you have life on the inside of you. And he he wants it to saturate every cell. Every cell. I said every cell. So if his life, if light overcomes darkness and life overcomes death, and you have his life in you in abundance guys that life in you is going to drive out that sickness you can't stay in your body that's the will of God so just just put one hand on your body or your heart and just say Father I thank you that I have your life help me to see that Lord you gave me that life when I received Jesus and I'm part of your body Lord and your body's, your body's not sick. And so I thank you for that life. I for that and I speak, to, I speak to my body. I speak to my body. Uh, sickness, sickness, pain, pain. Uh, infections, infections. Leave, my leave my body. I speak the word to you. Word to that you. life that in me in is me. abundant. And it drives out drive sickness out. and pain. In Jesus' name. Life overcomes sickness, overcomes death. You don't have you're a trespasser. Get out of my body. I receive, Lord, that life in abundance in Jesus name. Now now just, just focus on that a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you for that life. We thank you that life, that life produces health, Lord. You said it, your words, if we give attention to your words. Lord, they're life and health. Life and health. Life and health. We receive that right now in Jesus' name. And there's the healing power of God. There's a healing power of God. Man, there's somebody who's dealing with neuropathy in your feet, and the Lord's healing that. That life in you is flowing to that part of your body. There's, in Jesus' name, this is a, this is one of the gifts of the Spirit called the word of knowledge and gift of healing. It's in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12. Listen, right now the Lord's letting me know that somebody's got pain in your knees, and God's healing that. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God's healing that. That life is going into your knees, and it's bringing It's bringing bringing a remedy. It's bringing healing and life. That life overcomes pain in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you for your healing power. Praise God. All kinds of cancer is dying. Cancer can't live in your body. In the name of Jesus. Cancer cells, we speak to you. You get out of those bodies. We say life overcomes that death. In the name of Jesus. Cancer cells, you you cannot multiply anymore. This is part of the body of Christ. We turn on the life. We turn on the life. The life in us, just like we're turning on light that overcomes darkness, we release, we see. We see, Lord, the life in us drives out cancer cells. Cancer cells, you cannot multiply anymore. We curse you and command you to wither and dry up in Jesus' name. Praise God. There's somebody's had severe back pain, and God's healing your back right now. The life in you is being released to your back. It's like, man, I don't know if you've had a some kind of disc problem, but man, there's God's healing that right now. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the healing power of Jesus. Touching Every person here, Father. Praise God. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the life of Jesus. Those of you that are around, those standing, why don't you just touch them and let's, you know, we have life in us. And it's like battery cables. When we touch people, it relie- the life in us goes into them. So then, we're, then it's double life, praise God. Father, we just release the life of God into our brothers and sisters. We speak health in Jesus' name. Praise God. Somebody's had a, an eardrum that's, I don't know if it's been ruptured, or but, but uh, somebody's had a problem hearing, some problem with your eardrum, and God's opening your ear right now. With And it's just the life of God overcoming that death in Jesus' name. Praise God. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing, healing, restoring, making whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Help us see that, Father. Just help us to see it. Just say, Father, give me a vision. Just just tell him, Father, give me a vision. Help me to see, help me to discern that life in me is in abundance, so much so that it quickens my mortal body in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Father, we're just releasing healing now. Health now, life now. Father, life produces health. In Jesus' name. Now, just before, just before we go, how many of you know that you're born again? If you die tonight, you know you go to heaven? Okay? Anyone not sure about that? If you're not sure about your relationship with God, you can all be seated. If you're not sure about your relationship with God, if you're not sure that if you die tonight, that you'd go to heaven. Or Maybe you're sure, but you've been living life your own way. You haven't really been yielding like that song we sang earlier about just being totally surrendered to God. It's, and you just see what happens is you're not discerning the Lord's body. You're just seeing you're trying to find life outside of the body. And I'm speaking to someone, you, you come to church here uh, periodically, but you're not really, you haven't really plugged in. And there's life here, guys. There's life in this body. And and you're not, you know, you've been in and out, in and out. And I'm not it's not about church attendance, it's about connecting. It's about connecting. It's not about, you know, putting a gold star on how many times I've been to church, but you've not yet connected because you've been hurt in the past. God want God wants to heal that and restore that. But you need to come back to Father's house. So on either of those invitations. You want to accept the Lord for the first time in your life, or you just want to come back to the, and connect with the Lord's body and fellowship with the Lord on either of those invitations? Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. I want, I, I, the lights are kind of bright. I see, see that hand or other other hands. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, just just say this with pray this with me. Say, Father, I thank you for your love for me so much so that Jesus died for my sins for all of my sins past, present and future I accept you Lord your sacrifice for me your love for me thank you for receiving me as part of your body and Lord I thank you for the spiritual body of Christ on earth I need to connect. So I yield myself to you to connect where you would have me connect in Jesus' name. Father, I'm releasing life and health to every person here in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. God bless you guys. It's so good to...